Hello, assalamualaikum everybody. Hope you're all safe, sound, and healthy. And I'm back mainly because um I kind of kept on forgetting to address this particular issue, which is why I actually have been always picking up the phone to record the podcast for, <laughs> and I every time end up talking about other major issues that kept overshadowing the one issue that actually is what I've been trying to talk about but I kept forgetting but as I was listening to Muid Pirzada who by the way I would really love for um, anyone and everyone interested in uh, understanding about facts and narratives and building worlds and build, creating narratives in the political arena um they would uh, and and you know because uh, moeed pirzada as I, i if you've listened to my previous episodes you would know that he's one of those names that i have mentioned as when i said that we had literally have three to four um true journalists these are investigative journalists investigative reporters and they do lots of research they have a lot of precise knowledge on what they're talking about so they give reference points so because i basically um uh since i went into scripts uh, and script writing now i tend to talk more to the point more summarized and i have, frankly i don't have that power anymore in me to have extremely lengthy monologues or discussions um although i used to be a, a prize winning debater at one time so but um when i when i used to write novels you know it was very easy to ramble for hundreds and hundreds of pages and i would write four novels simultaneously but now to be honest i cannot even finish <laughs> one novel forget two i mean i'm just you know so out of that zone and plus there's a lot of stress as you can see unnecessary tensions in this country and you know uh, it's just frustrating just navigating your life but also I'm so thankful that I actually uh, studied script writing. Um it was something I've always wanted to do and I'm I'm glad that I did that years ago because um when I uh, did my masters in script writing the one thing that I really wanted to hone was actually what I honed and that was how to try to write concisely but at the same time creating that imagery you know lesser words bigger visions bigger picture stuff like that which is what script writing is all about so anyway needless to say because uh, we are writers and uh, journalists and those of us who belong to the media and the entertainment uh, or narrative creation industry or content creation industry we all can smell a script a mile away so we always know exactly when something's wrong so the whole world can actually be fooled over something which to us is so glaringly obvious um that we just don't understand why people can't see through it so and and especially the when the fact has been exposed time and again constantly throughout history that there is always a narrative that every government every establishment puts forward they create a script they create a narrative they create a world and they make it believable and they want to envelop the whole country or nation or regions in that narrative and people fall for it almost every time or should we say every single time so uh the thing about moeed pirzada as i was saying is just just uh, uh two to three hours ago he uh, uploaded his detailed analysis on um the 
you know, what the future uh, holds for Imran Khan and PTI, if it's good or bad. And he picked up most of the, he talked about most of the points that I have also mentioned. Again, the difference being that he has actually gone into specific details, referencing specific points in history um, to, you know, uh, pinpointing those exact times in history where scapegoating was done of political rivals and how the same trick was applied every single time throughout history in Germany in 1960 and then with Suharto and then with the communist parties and then you know moving on and tracing it all the way to 9th May which as I said I have also uh, mentioned very very briefly when I kept on saying history proves it history proves it that this is an old pattern so he actually gives reference points of how history proves it and how it is an old pattern and how it is a very unoriginal a true tested uh, and tried script that they work on where they scapegoat the one political rival party that they want to completely end and how they use the members of that particular political party to bring about its demise uh, which will also be my next point if I remember to make that point or maybe I should just make it now again uh, uh, before I digress any further and that is that right now uh, as people have seen um, some very uh, important uh, members of the PTI have um, uh, withdrawn and uh, from PTI and they've resigned one of them one of the oldest members has practically not just withdrawn from PTI he's withdrawn from politics altogether and he actually uh, diverted from the script that was given to him in which he very uh, openly and as as openly as he could be he just said that this this kind of bullcrap this kind of politics is not what he can ever be a part of and he can he can no longer basically tolerate all this shit and so he's resigning from politics altogether that was basically what he was trying to say is that this is that uh, that it is just not what he uh you know um this is this wasn't what he aimed forever this was never in, in you know in his I mean it is basically he just can't do it anymore he can't tolerate this this was just not in it in in the bag and uh, on the other side the other two to three members that have resigned they followed the script in which they had to uh, mention that Imran Khan is corrupt and that PTI has um, you know um, disgraced everybody by setting bu uh, buildings on fire and stuff and it was very obvious again to those of us who could see uh, that they were um, kind of reading off a script that they it, it was as if they were at a gunpoint uh, while they were making those statements and withdrawing um, from PTI which meant that either they themselves were threatened with bodily harm uh, or with their life or their families were threatened with their lives in which case it's purely understandable why they would do that as long as they're safe and healthy it's fine um, now back to Muid Pirzada uh, the question that he's raised which he says he cannot get the uh, a, a clear answer in neither from the American side or from the West other Western countries uh, related to America or from uh, our own side 
what I actually had the answer and that, that was something that I've, I've actually been wanting to talk about regarding the establishment which she says that on one side they say that it was the establishment that brought Imran Khan but on the other side we're seeing that the establishment itself is attacking Imran Khan and then on one side uh, Khwaja says uh, Khwaja is one of the important members of Nawashi's political political party and that he mentioned yesterday very openly that it was the establishment that uh, kicked Nawaz Sharif out. So he, uh, as he said that since uh, Nawaz Sharif is actually blaming Imran Khan for something that was ob very obviously the establishment's move, um, and you know what actually drove the establishment uh, angry enough to kick Nawaz Sharif out was because he was fraternizing with the enemy. Uh, as we know, he really was. He was fraternizing with uh, India and he was fraternizing with uh, America and the UK. And it was showing dangerous, um, basically there were signs of dangerous alliances, as we know. And those alliances are what are right now coming back at us. So he really was forming those alliances and we can see the fruition of it right now at this point. So what is the whole problem with the establishment? The problem with the establishment is that um, this is something that I kind of try to mention uh, without being too explicit and at the same time without being too obnoxious or uh, too uh, ambiguous in my novels, the, uh, in my uh, series, the, the Mist. It's a two-part series. I'm actually trying to finish the, the sequel to it. Or, uh, but it's things are getting in the way and it's been years to be very honest I actually started writing it immediately after I had published the second and final part of the Mist series but uh, things just came in the way but okay now I've mentioned this actually already in the series and that is that the establishment the problem with the army now here is that the army itself was divided from you know from the on the inside it was it was divided and i've mentioned this division in my novels um the division being that basically um you had one part of the army which i keep on saying are the traitors um the, the ones that have been committing treason right from the start right so you have one faction you can say of the army that is uh like uh, Nawaz Sharif and Zardari and the others um, easily uh, obedient or bought or sold out to the US okay so they're those that are strategically placed you know uh, as post-colonial remnants of the British Raj to keep the colonies in check so that they do not regain their sovereignty com completely because remember Pakistan was not created to uh, remain forever, to exist forever. Um, as per the British and the Indian deal, Pakistan was supposed to last no longer than 20 years. Some people say that it was the dictatorships that saved Pakistan from being uh, autonomized and put back into the Indian fold. But I actually, am, again, maybe if, if that is correct, then again it goes back to uh, what I have written about the division, the internal strife within the army, within the ISI. And that is where uh, you have one faction which is extremely patriotic and they cannot tolerate 
any influence from the outside and they have to ensure that the sovereignty of Pakistan doesn't get compromised. And then you have the other faction within the same um, ISI or army where or establishment where you have the sellouts, basically, the traitors. I call them traitors. I don't give a shit what they say, but they are traitors. Fifth columnists, if you please. So um, now the struggle between these two factions is what happened. The, the patriotic faction uh, managed to gain more power and they managed to, you know, uh, things went sort of their way. They managed to make things go their way. And that is how Imran Khan won the free and fair elections, which were the first free and fair elections in Pakistan ever, actually. All the other elections, as we all know, were always rigged. And so in that battle, because there was, you know, there was this surge, you know, when you have that revolutionary mode going on where the public is now suddenly active and everybody is, you know, uh, in, is, is driven. So that helped actually with the establishment to maintain and regain its balance and to actually have the upper hand. But then what happened was the machinery, you see, the machinery is as old as the country and the, the, the traitors, the fifth columnists that are placed in those strategic positions, the cogs of the machinery, they, uh, because they are already, they've been there for a very long time and they have been spread out and infiltrated in all the strategic positions of all the important uh, parts that make up the bureaucratic machinery, they started gaining the upper hand. How? They refused to work with Imran Khan. They refused to work with that part of the establishment that was working for, towards the, the uh, maintenance and security of the sovereignty of Pakistan. And in that internal struggle, the faction that was pro-Pakistan again was weakened. Again, how and why? Because Nawaz Sharif, remember, was sent out to England. What better place for him to regain uh, his needed finances and resources? So Nawaz Sharif and Zardari again cooked up the scheme with the US and the UK backing them. And as I kept on saying, even before when Imran Khan was in power, and I kept on saying that the biggest mistake that he's making right now is letting them loose, letting them take control of the mainstream media. He thought that, you know, being a democratic government and being a democratic country, they had the right. But the truth is that they were committing treason right in front of his eyes. And the, the media houses were accomplices in that. And, that. and that is how they, you know, once again gave rise to that part of the establishment and bureaucracy that has been underneath them for the past 40 years. And this is how they regained power because, as I said, when I said he was making a mistake and I said at that point that they will come back with a vengeance and with the full backing of U.S. dollars, that is exactly what happened. Because as we all know, right in front of us, Mariam Nawaz, who has no political authority at all, no standing, no status, we saw how Obama and his wife had begun priming her 
and that is also something that i actually made note of and i told people that she is now going to be the next mouthpiece now everybody started cussing at maryam nawaz and they still do forgetting very conveniently that she's following a script and they keep on saying that oh she's going to be the downfall of her father hello her father is the one behind her nawaz sharif is the one dictating the script to her or rather american establishment is dictating the script to her but again through nawaz sharif in other words ki nawaz sharif may have taken the back seat now because they have they have decided that it's time for the young blood that they had primed to come on one side you have bilawal and on the other side you have maryam nawaz who by the way they had to train for years because she had no ability to even speak and this is how it came to be so to me even this was very very obvious and very very clear because this was something that i had already um uh, uh written about uh, in 2013 uh, uh, and in 2015 um 2013 was when i uh, published the the first part of the mist series and 2015 where i published the second part in which i kind of mentioned the journey of how different mechanisms were at work trying to ensure that the public's voice was heard and that Imran Khan finally got the power that he was denied the past two times in the previous rigged elections and uh in the sequel i was actually supposed to uh write about the demise of the whole of the whole <laughs> the failure the collapse of the government and it actually happened and the problem is that when things already happen then it's no fun writing them because it's i don't know it's weird but when i write things that haven't yet happened and i see them unfolding right in front of me then that is something else i feel as if i've still written something original but when something that i've already imagined to happen has happened it becomes very difficult for me to write and that is one of the main reasons also why i have not been able to finish writing the sequel but in any case so this is my answer to moeed pirzada's confusion regarding or more like his question uh regarding the fact that nobody could clarify this this sudden shift in establishment um and according to him it was a change in establishment actually as i said it was never really a change change um within the establishment there have always been two factions at war with each other and sometimes one has the upper hand sometimes the other but mainly us dollars uh you know uh come into play so dollars talk money talks and that is where it all begins and so when nawaz sharif being in england right now he's getting his backing you see he's in a better position to get his backing now and he's got his daughter to do the work for him right here to lay the groundwork which she came and did again under imran khan's nose i don't know why he let her do it seriously and it was so obvious and so predictable sorry but these are my knees cracking as i'm walking so if you hear them then i'm sorry it's early in the morning and i just cannot sleep as always but now it's even worse because i've been trying to not think about the things that the police are doing at imran khan's place uh, but as it is again another very age old trick uh, a script uh, which is i i like to call it the american script because america has done it like a billion times already but actually the truth is that not just america but almost all governments all of the world have done it in history and uh, that is 
planting evidence when you want to frame another party, which is also actually what, you know, Muid Pirzada is talking about in this uh, latest uh, post of his that he's uploaded on video on YouTube. Um, that is what he's also talking about. So basically, um, the police that have been standing outside Imran Khan's house since 4 p.m. were awaiting orders. And since then, they've been trying different, different uh, excuses to justify raiding Imran Khan's house. And uh, the, the, the one main excuse that they tried was for terrorists. And obviously, they knew that Imran Khan would invite the police over and say, yeah, you know what, come and see for yourselves, we don't have any terrorists. But that was, again, what I said, that's exactly what they wanted. And so when he did that, um, they illegally raided his house. He just told them that they could come to Zaman Park and check. Uh, but he in no condition allowed them to enter his house. But this was an illegal raid and a contempt of court. And they lied saying that they have a warrant because no court issued any warrant. And so, uh, on the pretext of raiding Imran Khan, uh, on, uh, which in turn was on the pretext of him harboring 40-plus terrorists, um, they, I mean, look at the height of their, of, how, of their shamelessness and the gall, you know, how bold they were, that in broad daylight, basically, which in other words means right in front of the whole goddamn world, they planted evidence, they planted bombs and weapons, and then declared that they found those bombs and weapons there in his, within his premises. It's utterly outrageous. But again, those of us who know history and who have seen what's going who know people, forget history, you know people, I know people, that we know how predictable people are. We know exactly what their next move is going to be. Like America planted evidence in Iraq before attacking it, which later on it said, oops, we're sorry. So this oops thing that America has been doing for centuries, you know, uh, like, or should I say for a century, um, this, 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 this sh shit that America has been doing has actually been done by the British government as well. And it has been done by, uh, you know, it has been done in, in um, countries that uh, had to fight against communism, as mentioned by Muid Pirzada. It has been done in Germany. It has been done everywhere, seriously. And using the members of, the, of those rival political parties to, um, you know, to strike uh the final uh, you know to basically be the last straw basically uh, the collapse of their own political parties that's how they do it they use the members of those political parties to destroy their own political parties so that is what they're trying to do here and let us see what happens to be honest as i said before i really have no hope for this country because a country that has been steeped in treason and that treason has been festering for the past you know half a century at least uh without any breaks without uh, you know it's been going so smoothly a lot of oiling a lot of greasing a lot of uh, you know uh smooth mechanization so it's uh, it took imran khan 20 odd years to try to put the brakes to it, but at the end they tr they put a brake on him, so it's it's dangerous. I think the biggest mistake, as I've always said, that Imran Khan ever made, was to waste his life 
fighting for a country that never deserved it because this country has been overridden by traitors. The people who made this country, the people who fought for this country, they're nowhere. Instead, the people who were opposed to this country, um, the first thing that the Brits did was to make sure that those people flooded this country. So that, again, as I would remind you, this country could easily be returned back to India, if nothing else than as an autonomous body, which couldn't be done, and which is why desperate measures are being taken. So let's see what happens. And um, while the neighbors continue to make their noises, banging stuff here and there, I will be signing out since I've finally spoken about what it is that I've been forgetting to speak about, uh, which Muid Pirzala basically, thanks to him, I remembered. So everybody take care, stay safe, stay healthy, stay blessed. Khuda Hafiz.